And now call this meeting of the Amateur Detective Club to order. My name is Tristan Miller, the Saucy Sleuth. I'm Melissa Maley, the Spy. I'm Tyler Riley, a cop and a half. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash pod and browse the unmatched selections of audio programs. Download the title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash pods. My wife. <laughs> okay. All right. I finally understood that that was a Borat thing. Uh, it's it's Borat and Bartok mixed <laughs> yeah, together. Yeah, Bartok. That's what Hi-ya. I thought at first. Uh, I thought we. I thought we were going Dutch. Yeah, that is <laughs> that is the accent that uh, that Borat had. Not Borat. Uh, that. Oops. Bartok the Magnificent. Yes, Bartok the Magnificent has. Ugh, fuck that pilaf. Pilaf. Underrated sequel. Underrated sequel. So good. Um, it has Jennifer Tilly and Kelsey Grammer. Oh, I, I have not seen that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Kelsey Grammer's a good actor. <laughs> I don't know why anyone is surprised that he's a jackass. Oh. Is he, though? Yeah. Yeah, he's, like, not a good person at all. Oh, he supported so many, like black creators though that's disappointing that's, to hear that he's it, a jackass yeah i'm i'm glad he's at least done that um mm-hmm. yeah a lot of like the upn shows like the um like he really paved the way for amara Braca keel who's the creator okay. of black lightning and girlfriends like he's produced a number of their works oh good well that's something yeah. <laughs> maybe his life isn't an entire waste <laughs> 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 I would say so with Frasier alone, but yes. I know. Oh. No, it's one of those things. It's like when people do stuff that sucks, but they also do stuff that's great. It's like, how do you reconcile this? I mean, I guess it's just kind of a wash. Yeah. It's well, like, I mean, yeah. It's like Mindy, the character in a in Good Place, who's in uh, the Medium Place. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, it's like, well, I was kind of oh. terrible, but then I also you know accidentally found a cure for this terrible disease yeah so here i am (laughs) i call it johnny depp syndrome Mm. yeah because he's done a lot of charity work done a lot of visiting kids in hospitals been nice to people but also has not been nice to people to put it lightly sometimes you have to go to the johnny depths of someone's character (laughs) to find out who they truly are (laughs) Yikes. The more you know. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. My um, dog looks like Bartok also. Yes. I just had to say that. Thank you. Yes. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Um, Bad ears. White yeah. face. Yeah. There was something that was... Oh, yeah. The Dutch thing. That's something that I always oh. bothers me whenever anyone... I think I've talked about this on the program before. Whenever anyone does Hamlet, they never do oh. it in the Dutch accent. Well, it yes. shouldn't be Dutch. It should be Scandinavian. It is uh, Denmark. Is it Denmark? Dutch yeah, it's Lynn? Denmark. It's not. It's not a. Where, where are Dutch people from then? The Netherlands. Yeah, Holland. That's, Holland. That's not that. You're and thinking Colin Danish, Hollandese. not Dutch. I'm thinking <laughs> Danish, not Dutch. Yeah. Anyway. I have been to both countries. Well, yes. la di da. I've been to the Hamlet Castle. Me too. 
Oh, you've been to Elsinore? We never mm-hmm. talked about that. Oh my gosh, yes. And I love talking about it when I'm doing Hamlet because I'm, I feel like the most pretentious person in the world, but it makes right? me so happy. <laughs> I'm like, well, I've been there. So I I can really play this character. <laughs> I've been to the Corn Palace multiple times in South Dakota, if that means anything to you. It means you can play corny characters. <laughs> I was like, isn't that a cruising spot? But that's a whole other... <laughs> All right, we're four minutes in and we're already horny, yep. which you love to see. Yeah. Um, Good opener. 100%. Good Marin. <laughs> today, why is today different than all the other days? It's because we watched Hickory Dickory Dock, season six, episode two of Agatha Christie's Poirot. There we go. That's that's what we're doing. Yeah. Hickory dickory. Yeah. Yeah. They have a very similar thing to one two buckle my shoe. It is not as annoying. No. It yeah. Is, certainly not as. Annoying. It is not as prevalent. It's a. It's much more subtle. Maybe they learned. Maybe uh. they learned. I'll say this: if you are um, like my mother, who listens to and watches the program with us, um, gotta love it. And you don't like rats or mice or any sort of rodents. There's a mouse featured throughout. It's really cute. It's really cute, but they are very close to the camera. It's not like there's like, oh, a mouse in the background. Like you get full mouse, full frontal (laughs) mouse. (laughs) If you will. Yes. Uh, Mouse is very prevalent, and I started getting more and more attached to it as the episode went on. And I'd also say, I'd also argue partial rear. Yeah. Oh, of mouse? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Rear of mouse. Yeah. It reminded me of my hamsters that I had growing up. It's all face. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. I had a couple of hamsters, dwarf hamsters, Russian dwarf Mm -hmm. hamsters. They're the, the cutest kind. I think. Yes. I what? accidentally brought uh, bought a pregnant hamster once. Oh, exciting. And it had 10 babies. And they all lived. Good. Good good for them. And I feel like me. I feel like I I did a good job there in not letting uh the hamster eat her babies. Yes, which they are wont to do as uh do pigs. Um, pigs are unclean in many ways, but more importantly, and they will eat pretty much anything. Yeah, don't trust. I any- like my ham shaken, not stirred. Oh, that's very good. You watch Ham Taro as a kid. We're not talking about Poirot today. We're talking about Ham Taro. <laughs> there has to be a mystery episode of that. Oh, there's gotta somewhere. Be. Okay. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Ugh, get your life, Melissa. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's not a total waste if you watch Hamtaro. No. Um, Hamtaro is an anime about hamsters. You would love it. Oh, that sounds cute. Mystery. It it's no wee bear bears, but it's it's still cute. I would say it's superior, but... I would not say that. There's an episode, <laughs> season one, uh, called The Snoozer Mystery. Season one, episode two um ham hams which is what they call the hamsters are doing some spring cleaning when snoozer becomes a tough obstacle to move when the cleaning (laughs) is done they all do some thinking about the true story behind snoozer and if he really sleeps all of the time 
Is Snoozer just a hamster that sleeps a lot? Yes. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yep. What a snoozer. <laughs> I hardly knows her. Oh, Donna. All right. Um, anyway, there's a mouse in this episode. There's a mouse in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> we got to give mouse warnings, but uh, we don't give uh, warnings for, you know, murder, blood, any of that stuff. Because it's I just, think... it should be implied. Yeah. Yeah. I remember on my other podcast, Positive and Negative, about mental health, one of the guests was like, should I like warn people about this next part? And they're like, oh, no, it's about mental health. So presumably they're going to be, it's going to be a subject, you know? Yeah. Um. Anyway, how does this one start? Does it start with the We hospital? start like with like hands in places that they should I'm gonna rephrase I'm gonna rephrase I heard how that was going and Mm -hmm. I stopped yes okay uh we see hands like taking things in the dark we don't know who the hands belong to is what I meant uh (laughs) and they're like they're they're thieving they're being a thief in the night essentially Yes, yeah, stealing little um, things here and there. We see trousers. We see diamonds. We see. Um, oh, we do. We see trouser diamonds. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, light bulbs, uh, things like that, and uh, a mouse. And a climbing mouse. around. Uh, uh, yes. And a clock. And a yes. clock for obvious reasons. Per the yes. nursery what's, rhyme. What's the nursery rhyme? Hickory dickory dock. The mouse ran up down the, the, clock. the up clock. the clock. The cro- clock stroke 12, is it? Uh-huh. Something no. like that. I thought it was, no, clock struck one. Thank you. The mouse did run. Yes. Then it's Hickory just Hickory Dickory Dock. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's meant to be onomatopoetic of how a clock sound. Oh, cool. Uh, oh, yes. I thought they were just trying to humble brag about the type of wood that yeah. the clock was made out of. <laughs> a little column A, little column B. Little co- yeah. Okay. Uh, so we then cut to Poirot and Jap in a at a butcher. Mm-hmm. Yes. And... Yes, and I have an important part piece of information about this scene. Once you get through Great. it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So Jap wants a certain kind of meat, and Poirot says, "Oh no, they don't do that here." This seems to be a Poirot's butcher that has maybe fancier uh, cuts of meat. Mm-hmm. Yes, what Jap wants is scrag, which is basically end bits, from my understanding. Yeah. It's like, um, what is that thing they make in Maine that we've talked about? Scrapple. In Maine? It's kind oh, of like yeah. Scrapple, from my understanding. Okay. So, Poirot says, oh, no, no. Uh, just get him the filet mignon. <laughs> and... <laughs> So he buys it, and he's absolutely horrified about how much it costs. And they pass by some folks that are protesting. That is the thing I wanted to talk to you about. Now, right, I, please I do, because I don't know what this is. No. It costs six shillings, this meat. Oh, yes. And uh-huh. I went to a place, and that is roughly 45 doll hairs. In today's money? In today's, in 2000's money. It only calculates to the year 2000 for some reason. I, I, okay. Anyway. So I assume it's gone up since then. So probably around 50 doll hairs. Uh, sorry, 50 pounds. Which if you convert that again to USD, it's mm-hmm. going to be like $65 for a pound yeah. of meat. <sighs> so I can understand why he's livid at Poirot. That sure. 
he's tricked him into buying a pound of meat that costs him a week's of the of the maid is what he says well as the town prostitute told a young jennifer lewis always check the meat (laughs) always yes Uh, which can be heard in my audible recommendation for this week the mother of black hollywood the autobiography of miss jennifer lewis amazing that sounds awesome um Sidebar again, this is a tangential episode. I think people enjoy that. I mean, I enjoy it. I think we're fun. <laughs> I think so... we transcendental. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that. Can we keep I going? Lost it. No, 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 no. <laughs> give it to me. Give it to me. Come on. All right, I think Tristan. we transcendental that expectation. There, there we, we go. go. Um,. So, uh, Arby's has had the slogan, we got the meats since the 1960s. Now, here's the thing. That's not the full slogan. The full slogan Uh is Arby's, we got the meats for sandwiches. Yeah. (laughs) Which is chef's kiss. Never change Arby's. I recently found out that McDonald's at one point during the 1970s, it, the slogan, hamburgers is a place where you love, something equivalent to that. Because okay. it used to be McDonald's is a place that you love, and then someone changed it for a year and a half to hamburgers <laughs> is a place you love, or something very close to that. Highly recommend going I feel the, seen. Huh? Mm-hmm. I feel seen. Yes. Yes, I highly recommend. There's a there's a Wikipedia. I All... found love in a hamburger palace. A new song by Rihanna. Yes. <laughs> oh Perfect. my god! Don't I want that new album so bad? We're stop. You can't mention it, or she's not gonna do it. She's yeah, not gonna yeah. let us have it. <laughs> we have to not talk about it for a full two years, and she'll give it to us. Yes. Uh... <laughs> I'm sorry, I misspoke. It's hamburgers is your kind of place. Oh, okay. <laughs> which is... not wrong. <laughs> what does that mean? You know, like you know where hamburgers are. Yeah, like that's the place. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but hamburger not a place, Tyler. Hamburger not a place. Okay, I'm sorry, but like. Say we're in a room. Yes. Okay. Yes. And there's a hamburger. Like okay. I'm with you. Let me let and me visualize. On like the right side of the room, like on a table. Okay. <clears throat> if I wanted you over there, would I not say, I'll meet you at the hamburger? <laughs> Is it not been a place? No, no, you would not. You would <laughs> like go stand at go the... stand at the hamburger, please. <laughs> I think it's valid. (laughs) I'm with Tyler here. I think Tyler's right. I think it's genius, but it doesn't make any sense. I think we found the preview clip for this week. (laughs) Very good. Oh, boy. I thought you were going to... Are my kind of place. (laughs) I thought you were going to describe what the protests were about. Oh, no, not at all. I don't know oh. what the hell's going on with that. Yeah, let's, let's not go there. But They're protesting 
You jam? didn't mention Wendy's, right? Wait, what? Is it's called Jam or something? The protester, the protesters. Are- the oh, you're talking about the episode, the Jarrow Walkers. Yes. Jarrow. Yeah, sorry, I thought you were talking about like current events, and I was like, not today, Satan. Yes. Not today. <laughs> no. No. So, um, my apologies. Do you know about the I protesters? I was trying to talk about the episode. Uh, what, the protesters <laughs> and the thing? No, I oh, do, I don't know anything about them. Uh, I know that it happens, like, in actuality two years later than what this episode suggests. All right. Poetic uh, But I, I, I don't know enough about, you know, the situation to speak on it. Okay. Will I get into copyright infringement if I put hamburgers is your kind of place on a t-shirt. Yes, probably. Yeah. What if I say hamburger singular apostrophe s hamburgers your kind of place. It's no longer their slogan. <laughs> But how long does a slogan fall It was under from copyright? 1966 through 1967. Mm, it's been well, why can't we just make it more like on brand for us? Murder is my kind of... <laughs> <laughs> Hamburgers might are my kind of murder. might be a bridge too far. No? Okay. <laughs> Sorry, oh, no. Tizan like... is my kind of place. <laughs> Tizan. He likes his Tizan. That's uh, right. That's that good. It? It's not Scrapple. What was Scrag is my kind of place. Ew. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> uh, Where's the beef for sandwiches? Where's the Scrag for sandwiches? Oh, I hi. I'm just a miller for Arby's University. Uh, so they passed by some protesters, and Jack can't give them money because he spent a million dollars on uh, a filet mignon. I uh, then we see Miss Lemon is Ooh. just yes. Oh yes, okay. Sorry, <laughs> I got excited because I remembered the episode. Oh great! So Miss Lemon is chatting with her sister, who runs the. Uh, I guess it's like a boarding house for students. A hostel. Yeah, a youth hostel. hostel. Yeah, a hostel for students, and. And I'll They're say, all, mm, it gets pretty hostile over it the course does. of the episode. Yeah, that it does. It's true. So, Miss Lemon's sister runs this place, and she's talking to her about all the thefts that have been happening. And Miss Lemon says, do you want me to talk to Poirot? And she says, no, 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 we're good. We also, in the meantime, at some point, meet uh, the woman who owns this hostel, who is a Greek woman. And now, uh... <laughs> Listener, what you don't know is that Tristan just cut out a half an hour when we found out the results of the presidential election in the United States and talked about that for a while. <laughs> and then the Mandalorian for some reason. So back to the episode. Uh, yes. So. So Miss Lemon right. is talking to Poirot about the place where her sister is and she's like and oh here's what happens miss lemon messes up some papers or she takes bad notes or something 
And she mistyped something, and there's three mistakes. Yes. And Poirot's like, this never happens. You're perfect. And she says, I know. And, <laughs> and she says, listen, what's going on is I've been distracted because my sister is having this issue where there's all these thefts at the hostel uh, that she runs. And he says, really? First of all, you have a sister. Second of all, do you want me to look into this? I'm going to look into this for you. So he goes over to the hostel. They all sit around a table and have a big mm. old chat. Yes, it's under the guise of a dinner lecture. Yeah, and, for these uh, With one Hercule Poirot. I mean, and the pretty cool deal. owner of the hostel does not like the fact that a private detective is showing up. No, also, there's something going on with her. She's having, like, clandestine conversations with somebody. Yes, and also previously, um, a police officer, did we talk about this, visits the hostel. And mm. everyone's nervous because there was a series of break-ins in a um, neighborhood nearby. And so he's investigating that. Right. Also, at some point, there is a rucksack. And I think it's before Poirot comes. There's mm -hmm. a rucksack. Is that what they call it? Yeah, a rucksack. Yep. Uh, that had been not only stolen, but completely just torn to shreds. Yeah. Yeah. Ripped apart. Um, and that was all like in the opening scene when we're seeing the hands. Right. The mystery hands. Right. Mystery hands. Oh. Mystery hands. <laughs> Gonna take a look at those gams. I'm so sorry the song has gotten away from me. But you have to keep doing it. Yep. Just Jap, season three, <laughs> this Wednesday at 8 p.m. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gotta go and look at those mystery hands, Poirot. <laughs> so, so he has dinner with all these students and they're chatting. And one of them has this theory that he could commit a murder as long as he had no motive. Yeah. And Poirot says, uh, the thing is, you can't because you'll always leave clues. And that's the thing. And so eventually one of them finally says, come on, Poirot, you're not really here just to give us a lecture. You're here because of all the thefts, right? He says, ah, oh, you got me. It's true. Uh, so Ooh, was it hot Damien, hot young Damien Lewis? Uh, I was wondering when we were going to get to this. Oh, oh yeah. Bad man. I oh. knew I recognized him. Could get the business. Uh, did you so, see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Oh, that's right. Him. Oh, yeah. Queen Queen. Uh huh. I, I, we, we have a divergence here on the podcast, is often the case. And that is all I will say. But I'm happy for you. I did recognize okay. him. I was like, oh, it's Steve McQueen from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, I didn't happened. see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I do recognize his face, and it is a good one. I am a fan. So, yeah. And this was his only his second professional credit. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. And he's quite good in it. Um, he he's is. a good actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, okay, so here's something that is important. Um, the students all have majors, obviously. Oh, sure. There's a Scottish psychologist. There's Damien Lewis, who is a doctor. There is a, um, I believe, history major that also works at a pharmacy, right? Is that the same? Yes. yes. 
Okay, and then there is a um, English major from America on a Fulbright. Yes, um, Sally. Sally. And then... There is a fashion designer. Yes, that is the one. And then one Valerie. more. Valerie. One more. Yes. Uh, Who's the specky one? fella? Uh, Nigel. Yes. Yes. What major did he have? No idea. Oh, yes. Archaeology. Major pain. <laughs> archaeology. Agatha's got to throw in archaeology And it's something else. Can. It's archaeology and like medieval history. And I'm like, what a nerd. Mm-hmm. What a nerd with your glasses and your sweater vests. What a dork. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty cute too, actually. Yes, he was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Yes. I, they're all chatting about this and, you know, Poirot eventually leaves and the next day he has two of the kids, two of these kids come come and pay him a visit and it is Celia and uh, the psych major Colin McNabb. And can I tell you, nice to have Mm. a Scottish accent on this show. It is nice. Because it's all very right and proper most of the time. A lot oh, of I Queen's thought it was English. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's all very, like, Queen's English. Yeah, but you said it was Scottish. Oh, my. <laughs> <sighs> I now take a vow of silence until we review the episode. Oh, God. Uh... Good luck. And now the ad break. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this podcast is really just mostly Tristan talking. No. <laughs> <laughs> sorry let me just recover from that just, uh, oh, just absolutely destroyed me <sighs> so uh celia and colin come to visit poirot and celia has something to tell poirot that she is the one who has been conducting all of these thefts well most of them Yeah, she denies taking Nigel's green ink. Uh, She denies taking the stethoscope, the light bulbs, um, some powder, and defacing the rutsack, if I'm correct. Yes, that's correct. Uh, She was only stealing things that had low value, uh, except for the ring, which she thought was low value, but immediately realized in one way or another which we find out later uh that it was a valuable ring and so it gets returned to its owner in soup of all things soup galore it's one of those things you know how some people or at least in the television shows some people propose by putting a ring in a champagne glass or Mm -hmm. in like a dessert Uh, that should not be done to someone like me who will accidentally <laughs> consume it. <laughs> There's a and movie. then we have to go to the hospital. It's a whole disaster. I would be fine with the, that's like that happening to me if it's in public. Mm. Because it's just how I am. I tend to, you know, be a little bit more <laughs> dainty in public than I am oh, at sure. home. Like, if it was an at-home proposal, like that would have been swallowed. Yeah. And 
passed before I knew anything about it, I'm sure. Fair. Talk about passing a stone, am I right? So uh, there's two things. One, there's a movie. Talk about a 24-carat meal. (laughs) Forget about that gold-plated nonsense. Um, there's There's a movie where that happens. Someone puts it in a champagne glass and it's like the birdcage or something, like a a farce. Um, Okay. Yeah. And then also there's an episode of Scrubs where a kid eats Turk's engagement ring to Carla and he spends the entire episode trying to get this like 12-year-old kid to poop out (laughs) the ring so he can recover it. That's right. Yeah. I I think I remember that episode. Yeah, you got to push... Got the little men pushing. You got the little men oh pushing, God. is what he said. I should rewatch Scrubs. I haven't in quite some time. Yeah. Some things age well, um, and some things don't. But regardless, oh, yeah, I expect a lot to kind of be like, ooh, boy. yeah, yeah, uh, um, yeah. Could be a fun show at times, though. Yeah, uh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Seen it every episode at least three times. Um, oh wow. Okay. Yeah, it was on TV a lot. Mm. Yeah. That is a show that really hit the jackpot on reruns. Totally. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Um, so, so yes, those are the things she has stolen. And she is very clearly very taken with Colin. And he's very like, oh, she has this interesting psychological thing. Yes, because she claims to have kleptomania. Which, right. Which we didn't mention. But now we did. So keep yeah. going, Melissa. So, yeah, he's like fascinated with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of of this and he's in and they're you know pleading with Poirot please don't go to the police please don't you know involve anything it's just this little this little thing she doesn't mean any harm by it yeah and he's like no don't worry don't worry about it and they leave and Miss Lemon says well look at the two of them what a little budding romance and Poirot's like yeah it seems weird um (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, and so he says that he does not think that because other things have been stolen, he doesn't think that this is over. So very quickly, we see Celia getting ready for bed, swallowing her sleeping draft. And I never know how to pronounce that word. Uh, her sleeping draft and, uh, and then uh, dying. Yeah, she instead of sleeping. In, yeah, she settles into read a book and then just croaks in a very dramatic way. I'll say all of the deaths in this episode are very dramatic. Number one, and also very unpleasant because they do the thing that is correct, where they have the eyes still open. Yeah. Yeah, but did we mention uh, Celia talking about how she knows who's responsible for? Oh yeah. The... No, we did not. We did not mention that. Okay. Thank Good you. point. Uh, Celia, before she goes to bed, relays to a couple of other people in the house. I forget who I forget who's in the room, uh, but she relays to a couple of folks that she knows who committed the rest of uh, the acts at the hostel. Mm-hmm. But that person has assured her that they are going to come forward. Right. Then she dies, and of course, you know, Inspector Jap gets involved. They all. Uh, Poirot and Jap do their fun buddy comedy thing at the house. They show up. Uh, has has Poirot invited Jap to live with him because Mrs. Jap is away for a week? 
that does happen at some point. Yes. In this episode. And it's yes. very fun and it's very odd couple-y and it's, you know, classic comedy. You love to see Yeah, those. because he he's constantly telling him, oh, I've got all this food for you. And it's just always stuff that, and Miss Lemon is helping prepare dinners and stuff for, for Jap and Poirot. And it's so charming because they're so excited to feed him. And he just eats none of what they serve him. Yes. He just, nothing sounds good to him. I'll say this, two things. One, I almost did cry when Poirot invited him to stay. I was like, these two men love each other so much. Yeah. It's really it's sweet. It's really sweet. And then the second thing is I did say out loud when the first bit where he's trying to eat some food, he's like, my boy just wants a hamburger. Yeah. And as we said, hamburgers is the place you want to be. What is it again? <laughs> a hamburgers is a place you love? Yes. Yeah. No. No, it can't. A hamburger is what your heart makes. <laughs> hamburger <laughs> is your kind of place. <laughs> One moment. <clears throat> hamburger is my kind of place, Poirot. <laughs> there we go. I love that you needed to clear your throat to do the Jap bit. So Celia's dead, um, seemingly from an overdose of morphine, and clearly it does not take anybody long to deduce that this was not a suicide. Like this was, <laughs> like this wasn't. It was more than an accident. Like somebody yeah. had a hand in this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was like a whisper of, "Is this a suicide?" And then a little bit of, mm, "No." Yeah. Uh, Jap seems unlikely. Part of that, he's like, no, and he's like, I agree, which was a nice piece of synchronicity. Yes, because yeah. Um, yeah, there's also no letter, and she's almost definitely the type of person who would have written yeah. something to be like, yeah, here's why. So, so okay, we're investigating this. Poirot is chatting everybody up, trying to figure out <laughs> who. Uh, who knows what? Uh, so, at a certain point, I'm gonna jump a million things I know, but we'll fill in. We'll fill in later. Eventually, we do learn. So Celia worked at a Celia worked at this place where you could just like walk in and get morphine. I guess she worked at a pharmacy. Yeah, she worked at a pharmacy. <laughs> yeah, well, you could get cocaine powder. And, um, sure, yes, they used that as medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, gosh, if only. Um, it used to be in Coca-Cola. That's yep. why it's called. Lithium used to be in Sprite. Um, wow. And I have a conspiracy theory about Great. why Sprite is marketed to minorities instead of white people. I think lithium's still in it, and they're trying to control that population. That is is a... it marketed towards specifically black people? Yeah, I, I don't oh. know if you've really stopped and thought thought about a Sprite commercial, but there's rarely. Well, I've never like I can't like even remember a Sprite commercial before movies in movie theaters. They used to play a lot. Okay. There'd be an ad for Coke with a bunch of white people at a picnic, and then there'd be an ad for Sprite with a bunch of people like a bunch of young. My ethnic minority people like hanging out on a rooftop. Huh. Yeah. Having a barbecue or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. That's my conspiracy theory. It is not correct. I know it's not correct. But okay. well, who's to say? <laughs> Stranger things have happened. That's, That's true. Sure. They're turning the frogs gay. So 
Um, Not that there's anything wrong with that. No. Um, Wait, re- return to Frog Day? I said they're turning the... know about this alex jones clip where he yells they're turning the frog day wait what oh okay i can't get into analysis into the group chat i wrote this bit like four times on the podcast and y'all just like let me have it every time oh yeah because we have no idea what you're talking about and so we're just like mentally ill don't worry about it (laughs) i'm just gonna skate right past this so we can keep talking about poirot <laughs> what did Tyler say? Because it was so funny. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, was it good for you? Oh, gosh. Oh. So I think we're only 15 minutes I'm gonna into the actual episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I. Uh, Nigel and Leonard. Wait, yes? Is that who? No. Wait, who, what? Who, who steals the, so someone stole, okay. The stethoscope? Yes. So, okay, yes. Nigel and Leonard go to Poirot. I know I'm skipping. We'll, we'll figure it out. We just gotta keep going. Yeah. <laughs> right. Got, um, um mm-hmm. yeah, he admit, like, the stethoscope was one of the items that was stolen at the top of the episode uh nigel nigel confessed right no but he it it was colin yeah because he's the one who has the crazy theory about you know i can commit a murder if uh yeah if i don't have a motive so and so they had been chatting Uh uh-huh and yes go ahead sorry um he goes and he's like well i'll prove the point by going and getting poisoned, and no one will, is going to stop me. And they're like, well, how are you going to do that? And then he does it by stealing, a, he disguises himself as a doctor. Yeah. Right. And he goes and he gets the morphine, no problem, because the doctors, like, used the pharmacy as a shortcut to get to their other um, medical offices. What, I waiting guess. Room? What's a, what's a, where, where do you go when you're in a hospital? What's the room Many called? places. Emergency room? The no, the room they, where the they, exam room. The, the room where they keep you. The waiting room. The exam room. What what place? When are you're you... in the bed. Hospital the ex- room. Just a hospital room. We don't have yeah. a better word for that. No, that's what in it's called. I've been in them. Yeah. Uh huh. Me too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. So that's the clip. Um, I'm sorry. All I have right. a very chaotic um, energy today. He used to follow me on the Instagram before he got kicked off. Really? Alex Jones followed you on Instagram? Yeah. Him and InfoWars separately. And it was like very soon after I had posted this and taught, like I had taken a picture when I was in Denver oh. of like this anti uh, Donald Trump uh display put it up and then like 20 minutes later oh like both him and infowars were following me oh i do not like that i i loved it that's so funny <laughs> that's so funny um Oof. you should absolutely put that in your twitter bio 
<laughs> well, I mean, he got kicked off of like everything, so like it doesn't. Just put like Alex Jones used to follow. Me. Barack Obama. There's no way to prove Rich. that, and yeah, I just. What is anything anymore? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Barack Obama follows Rich on on Twitter. Uh, you raise some salient points. <laughs> I don't know. It, that's in his bio. <laughs> Ooh, a sweet thing, though. Mm. Um, Melissa will probably, uh, I think, would get this. Uh, Mick Foley's son was retweeted by Barack Obama. And then Mick Foley and Barack had, I think, an exchange. Aww. And it was really sweet. That's so nice. Mick Foley is the nicest man in the world. Is Mick Foley yes. again? Oh, wrestling, right. Yes. Yeah, the commissioner who led the investigation on our WWE episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. Super sweet man. He is also Santa and a children's author. Beautiful. Yes, yes I remember that. <laughs> um, so he makes his bet. He gets the morphine. And then he presumably dumps it down the turlet. Mm-hmm. Is what they say happens. Um, right. They And they say they watched him do it. Nigel yes. and Leonard say that they saw him do it. So. Can these names be any more British? Right. Uh, so they... Poirot and Jap go to the hostel... Because they're like, it didn't take that much morphine to kill Celia. I believe that some of it was kept. Like, not all of that. Not all of that morphine went down the toilet. Because they ask him. They ask uh, Colin, you know, hey, we know that you flushed it down the toilet, presumably in front of uh, Nigel and Leonard. But, uh, you know, tell us more about that. Is there, did anyone else could anyone else have gone into your room? And he's like, uh, yeah, it was just open always. He says, I don't lock it, which is like, as a New Yorker, I'm like, what? Cray cray. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're all in this hostel. They're all friends. Right. So like, it's like, you know, six roommates or whatever living together. That's fair. That's fair. So yeah. uh, Jap searches under the floorboards and immediately finds morphine still under the floorboards in this hostel room. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, and Colin didn't know about it, though, right? Yeah, he goes, I've never seen that morphine before in my life. No, like, he was yeah. legitimately surprised. He yes. really thought he had flushed it down the toilet. Yes. So, But they do yeah. arrest him. Because he's been talking about murder and he has morphine under his floorboards. Morphine, mm-hmm. more like lesbian. Anyway. Um... Damn it, I was just about to... <laughs> wow, really? Yeah. yeah. Both of you were going to make that joke? Okay. Yep. Do you want to say it together <laughs> on the count of three? One, two, three. Morphine. Morphine. More like, more like lesbian. lesbian. Do you get it, Melissa? <laughs> I mean, I think as much as one can get it. <laughs> okay. Okay, so he they arrest Colin for now. Um, mm-hmm. In the meantime, mm-hmm. we see a scene with Mrs. Nicoletis, the Greek woman downstairs, saying to an unseen person, I'm going to tell. You yes. know. I can't stand it anymore. I'm going to tell. And then she's dead. Yes. um, Because previously she has gone to her brother to sell diamonds that she's acquired. Yeah. Right. On the night of where the police officer has arrived. Um, We we talked about the um, 
the most xenophobic comment we've heard in a while on this show. Oh right? yeah, no, we no, didn't, we didn't and it. I was thinking about it too. <laughs> yeah. Go for uh, it. So Miss Lemon and her sister are talking about uh I can't remember her name, Mrs. but the Nicolaitis. Greek woman who owned Nicolaitis, mm-hmm. yes. And talking about her temperament. And the sister turns to Miss Lemon and goes, oh, well, she's Greek. And Miss Lemon goes, oh, well, that explains it. I was like, wow. <laughs> and that's just it. Rude. Specifically her temperament surrounding money. Because I don't. Yeah. 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 I don't know if the listeners know. There's a stereotype that Greek people are cheap. I actually have never heard that. Yep. Greek people and Scottish people are known for being oh. thrifty. Oh, interesting. Yep. I miss those racist remarks. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Um, there's so many, you can't know them all. No. No, okay. you really, truly can't. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> Racism. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought that was very funny. <clears throat> and I didn't laugh because I was so happy about it. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes. Like, I yes. let it fill, fill my heart. I thought that was very... <laughs> Yeah. I was like a cat in the sun. Um, Aw. I like that image. It's a nice one. So she's dead. So Mi- she's dead. Miss no. Nicoletis is gone. Been yes. stabbed through the heart. And you're to blame. Someone. We're not sure who yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're like, okay, well, there's been two murders. I, at, at a certain point, if I was one of the students, I would be like, I'm going to figure out another living situation. Yeah. Uh, I mean, easier said than done, right? Uh-huh. So, oh yeah. Uh huh. So, um, of course, Poirot is uh, is interviewing everybody. Uh, at some point, he interviews Sally Finch, the American girl, and she says that her specialty is Keats. And Poirot quotes a poem to her, and she says, "Oh, you really know your Keats." And as soon as she's gone, he turns to Jap and says, "Um, that wasn't Keats. What I just said. So that's something weird that's happening." Um, and also they interview Valerie and really seemed like Sally Fish was out of water in that instance. (laughs) Boom. Nailed it. There you go. So I, they interview Valerie, who is the fashion designer and Miss Lemon is there and she comments on the unusual stitching that she has used and, you know, compliments the work and says it's beautiful Uh, But she doesn't really seem to know very much about anything except for the fact that she says that uh, Celia had been putting on this kleptomania because she was very taken with Colin Mm -hmm. and needed her to notice him some, (laughs) needed him to notice her somehow. And so Valerie basically was like, I have an idea. Why don't you become a psychological case for him to study? Then maybe he'll notice you. And it worked. Gross. So Colin has been arrested. Yes. And Jap has gotten some dinners that he doesn't like. And uh, and yes. talk about a bidet. Can we talk about the bidet? Oh my all? goodness. Yes. yes, we can. So Poirot has a bidet because he's a man of culture. Mm-hmm. And Jap doesn't know what it is. And Poirot lies to him and says, oh, don't worry. The plumbing is just broken. Um, and Poirot also keeps keeps the heat very high. 
Mm-hmm. And at one point, Jap uses the bidet to refresh his face in the middle of the night when he cannot sleep. Guess you could say he uses the bidet at midnight. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it is Ugh. so great because also Poirot and Miss Lemon are just exchanging looks because they both know what a bidet, what a bidet is. Day by bidet. Um, also... <laughs> Also, at a certain point, Jap tells um, Poirot a story about this guy who is leading the protests. Yes, this beautiful episode of Just Jap. Yes. Um, yes. Sir Alexander Cromwell. And he accuses Alexander of um, having poisoned his wife in a very similar manner to the way Celia has been poisoned. Because yes. he was, when he was just an ex- inspector, not chief inspector, he was put on the case briefly. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, you can't go around accusing a man of this status. And so you're off the case, Jack. And then he goes back a second time uh, on his own accord and sees his solicitor and Alexander speaking. And he, Alexander hands his solicitor a note and says it has to be done just do it it has to be done I'm, it feels so terrible about it but it had to be done and so he's like i nearly killed his wife and that's important right. for later on yes because alexander is also here initially to try and lead the protests but he has become too frail and ill and he is in the hospital where um damian lewis works right leonard yes. uh so there who is it that is there another girl oh patricia yeah yeah totally forgot about patricia but patricia is a huge alexander fangirl yes alexander fangirl and she uh asks leonard to sneak her into the hospital so she can just chat with him for a few minutes which is terrible by the way yeah you can't do that that's not legal cannot do that and so he very reluctantly kind of does let her do that. She chats with him and then then she takes a look at his photo album, like his personal photo album. It's so yes. invasive. It's really not good. And uh, steals a photo out of it. Yes. Um, and then very quickly she turns up murdered well okay here's what happens okay nigel goes to poirot of course so nigel goes to poirot and says that patricia knows something right what is what is it that she knows she knows the the identity of the 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 murderer okay yes that's right of course um and that he convinced he couldn't convince her to come out to tell Poirot, but you know he wanted to say, "Listen, Poirot, this is this is what's going on." Patricia knows, and then they get a phone call from her, and he uh, she wants to speak to Nigel, so Nigel uh, is chatting with Patricia on the phone and calls her by name three times. Mm-hmm. And then in the course of the phone call, there is much to do. And she 
it is pretty clear that she is, some harm has befallen her. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see as the audience that she has been murdered. Yeah, we see this wonderful Cardi B shot, as I would like to refer to it. Uh, we see some red bottoms. We see bloody shoes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you know her? Hashtag Bodak Yellow. <laughs> Did you know her full name is Cardigan B? That is not my joke. Shout out to Caroline. Cardigan Bardigan. <laughs> Love it. Shout out to Caroline. Um, does not listen to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> Gotta love shouting out people who don't listen. Yeah, advanced goose. On In that Twitter. case, Jennifer Lopez. Shout out to you. Just because. well, we're at it. <laughs> uh, so they go and they see that she's been beaten over the head with uh, uh, paperweight. A paperweight and a sock. And a sock yeah, which, yeah. Is... which is real street, and I love it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, people are racing a uh, motor bikes down our You know what street. that sound means, folks. It's time for trivia. Who, yep. what is the name, without looking at the Wikipedia that you have up, Melissa, what is the name of uh, Felicity Lemon's sister? Are you asking just Melissa? No, either. Oh, Mrs. Hubbard. But what is her first name? Mother Hubbard. Miss. Because is is the middle name. That is... Hubbard, uh, we let me just check. We will accept that. Um, yes. All right. It's uh, actually Florence. Thank you. Uh, what was the second meal? What was the meal that Felicity prepared for Jap and? I know. Oh, Melissa had her hand up first. Fair. I didn't know we were doing hands. Lemon sole. Now I have a question. Now, this is for $100. I would like to uh, add more detail to the answer of my (laughs) constituent. Yes. It was boiled lemon sole in milk with uh, roasted vegetables. All right. Both of you get a point. So right now. Yes. uh, You both are tied because you both (laughs) got the answers right. I have the final question is. What the fuck is soul? Can anyone tell me? Fish. It's a white fish. Okay. So you are currently tied. So we have to have a tiebreaker. This bit, this episode has gone for on for far too long, but we're still in this <laughs> bit. So the third, so the fourth and final question is, what's my favorite color? Green. Yes, Tyler? Great. <laughs> Blue. <laughs> Neither of you correct. Uh, Purple. Yeah, that is the correct answer. Tyler, really? By a squid. And I was going to guess that first. And then Melissa said green. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm wrong. I like green I and purple, purple together. I wear a lot of green because I have green eyes and it makes them pop. Well, we have that in common. Both yes. of those things, actually. Yes. Um, so that concludes the trivia portion of the episode. Uh, tune in next week and maybe it'll happen again if a motor bike crosses our path. We do appreciate <laughs> your patronage here. Please be sure to spade and neuter your pets. <laughs> what is happening? Then Bob Barker? Do you not? Anyway. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. Is right. I know, yeah. but why is oh. it in our episode? Because <laughs> it's important to remember. That's fair. <laughs> 
<laughs> Why is anything? <laughs> okay. Hey. Uh, so we go back, um, and Patricia's dead. Beat about the head with a paperweight and a sock. Mm-hmm. As the old nursery rhyme goes. Mm-hmm. Hickory dickory dock. Beaten with a sock. Yeah. Patricia's dead. From the head. Hickory dickory dock. And there's a hair there. A hair? What color is the a hair? A hair was there. You it better is a red beware. Hair. <laughs> it is a red hair, and only our friend Leonard has red hair. That's not true. That is not true. And we'll get into it later. (laughs) Great. Great. Um, No, that's fair enough. Um, But, uh, oh, what else? Oh, then the photo. Yes. Uh, There's a photo with blood on it. The photo is there. With a bunch of red craft paint, if we're keeping it 100. (laughs) Yes. So uh, Poirot takes that photo because it was for some stupid reason left at the scene of the crime yes you'd think they'd steal it if it meant that much anyway but no it's just covered in blood red craft paint and should we take a break we're about to get to that reveal yeah let's take a break sure Thank you so much for powering through this absurd <laughs> episode. We, I really do appreciate it. If you got into this point, you were, we're probably at like 45 to an hour, hopefully. Even though we've been on this call for nearly two hours. Yep. Okay, so we're on the Scavengers Network. A bunch of fine um, podcasts and other content can be found at scavengersnetwork.com. They recently released a bunch of fall merch. Please check that out. Um, you can go to scavengersnetwork.com and check out all their great podcasts. Speaking of merch, we have a bunch in um, our Teespring. You can go to teespring.com slash email. It's in the show notes for a bunch of different options. Once again, I want to thank you so much for, uh, I hope, having fun with us. I know I'm having fun, and sometimes that's all that matters to me, clearly. <laughs> You can find us on social media and have more fun with us. <laughs> My DMs that... are always open. Not <laughs> saying. Oh boy, uh, you can reach us as a podcast at at ADC Pod. <laughs> it's at at symbol. You know, you use it. You love it at ADC Pod <laughs> on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I have a question. Mm. I know an ampersand is this sign for and. Do we have a special name for the at symbol? Or is it just called an at symbol? Okay. (laughs) That's all I know it as. Hey there, you silly billy gumdrop. (laughs) If you'd like to be... If you'd like to get more out of your Amateur Detective Club experience, be sure to visit patreon.com slash adcpod today. For as little as a dollar a month, you can receive access to bonus episodes and content. 
<laughs> Patreon.com slash ADC pod. Thank you so much, Edwin, for your wonderful plug. I love to laugh, as we all know. Oh, does the heart good. All right, back to the show. So, Poirot's figured it out, as he is wont to do. And he gathers them all together in the hostel. And this little mouse is climbing around everywhere, in the ceiling and in the clock. The mouse. Well, okay, mm. to be fair to this mouse that we have seen throughout this episode. Yes. It is nothing if not timely. Yes. You know, <laughs> this mouse knows where the action is, mm-hmm. you know. The I think we're the mouse. Yes, it's the point of view character. Yeah. Well, I got a are, question for we? you. Yes. Are you familiar with the 1990s film Mousetrap starring Nathan Lane? Uh, Mouse Hunt. Mouse Hunt, yes. thank you so much. Such a good film. It's very it's good. about these two the, oh, yes. men who Go are ahead. trying to renovate an old house, but this mouse, mouse Kevin McAllister style, will not <laughs> let them do it. <laughs> it's very fun. Mouse hunt. It's yeah, it's a ton of fun. Beautiful film. I um, also F- really like the film Ratatouille, starring one Patton Oswalt. It is about a rat, not a mouse, but. Related. Yes. Um, in the same genus. Um, what I will say as well, if, as long as we're talking about rodent movies. <laughs> yep. This yeah, you're doing that where now. I was about to go. Hmm? So I think you're going where I was about to go. Wait, Let's okay. I know. I don't think so. Hit me with oh. it, though, Tyler. The Great Mouse Detective. Oh, not even on my radar. I completely forgot. Oh. It scared me as a child, so I block it out. Um, oh, but it's a mystery one. It is. No, we actually <laughs> do need to do it. Yes, we absolutely do. What I was going to say was the most superior rodent film is a film by Ardman Productions called Flushed Away. Of course. my One of my favorite films, certainly my favorite children's film. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just haven't seen it. Yeah, it's great. We'll, we'll yeah. have to do a watch party sometime. Amazing. So, this mouse is up the clock. And, uh... Oh. Oh, it should be noted that it's, like, 12.50. Yeah. Of course it is. It has to be. And prior to this, uh, Poirot went to the rucksack shop and bought one for his nephew, in quotes. Oh, right. And, uh, ripped it apart. (laughs) Yes, and... And his poor nephew, who was going on this... (laughs) camping trip was like oh papa i mean uncle papa poirot i love it when you call me uncle papa (laughs) so the other thing is this that we forgot a completely we completely forgot another subplot oh okay um uh what's her name the american girl sally she is working with the um department of what department um a government agency the British government mm. agency to track down a smuggling ring, which they've traced to this hostel. 
Yeah, that's why she didn't know anything about Keats, because... Yes. Uh... And at one point, Poirot gets nabbed, and this gets explained to him. Right, yeah. Which explains they... why the rucksack, when he opens it, has a special compartment for anything you want to put in there, particularly right. diamonds. Right. So Sally had been investigating this, along with a man in a trench coat and hat that has, you know, shifty-looking eyebrows. That, Looks like Harry Dean Stanton. This mm. distinctive man. Yeah. Uh, so that's her boss, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, so we find that out. So Poirot in this reveal with this big old clock sitting right there uh, explains that there had been uh, that uh, there actually have been two people involved in this. First of all, Valerie helped uh, Celia, encouraged Celia to start the um, the kleptomania thing, as we had discussed earlier, mm -hmm. but immediately recognized that the diamond ring that she had taken was too expensive and needed to be returned. And she's the one who got it back into the soup. Uh, and... Poirot thought, oh, well, why does she know about diamonds? Well, probably because she's smuggling them. Mm -hmm. Also, the stitching on the rucksack matches the stitching on the dress, which I did exactly. notice right away. Good eye. Then, also, uh, the photo, which Poirot has gotten the, the paint off of. Um, <laughs> what a grisly endeavor that is within the confines of the actual episode, just trying to get blood off a photograph. Disgusting. God bless him for doing that. The fact that also the murderer made sure to get blood on the photo is even weirder. I don't think... I don't know if that was purposeful, because as you said, they would have just taken it. I thought it was purposeful. I, I mean, it feels like it would be, but it doesn't make sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, the person in the photo is what... Uh, what's his name clark Clive? nigel nigel nigel, <laughs> nigel. not even close nigel nigel Vundere. um so yeah uh so nigel is in the photo and he is related to um the uh alexander thank the, you you know people's hero yeah so he is the son in fact yes and he has been conspiring with uh, Valerie mm -hmm. in this diamond smuggling ring that uh, Mrs. Nicoletis was a part of. Yes. And he says, you can't... Because they were like, uh, Mrs. Nicoletis, get on, <laughs> on the smuggling deal. <laughs> uh, but uh, at one point he says to Valerie, hey, just shut up, shut up. He can't prove anything. And she's like, no, I'm sick of this. I'm going to tell him everything. And then, he, then the clock strikes one. And then the mouse drops. Down he come. And Miss Lemon's like, ah, a mouse. And like, that's yeah. the most pressing thing. And then, and then, <laughs> Nigel jumps out of the window. Yeah. <laughs> when the clock struck one, the mouse did run. That's right, it did. It Hickory. Did Dickory. Duck. Duck. <laughs> Hickory, dickory, dopey. Sleepy, grumpy. Um, 
Mopey. And Doc. Ah, okay. Right. Got it. So he runs away, and then there's this chase scene with the train. Uh, He gets to a train station. He fools the cops into getting into the train right as it's taking off. And then it's you're led to believe that he jumps in front of the next train. But then, and it cuts to a funeral. And you're like, uh, beans, I guess he dies. Yeah. And then, no, it's his dad's funeral. And he's been arrested. Right. He's in handcuffs at his dad's funeral. Beautiful. Absolutely fantastic. And it turns out um, the solicitor of uh, Alexander comes up to Jeff and goes, I was told to give you this in the event of Alexander's death. It's given to the police. And it's a confession from Nigel that he killed his mom because he was stealing her money and she found out and he kept doing it anyhow. And he just was so horny for them dollars that he had to off his own mom, which, whatever, man. And yeah. so he's going to prison for a long time. Yeah, basically. Yeah, he got uh, Valerie really swept up in this whole thing. She was not in it for the murder. No. She was just doing the diamonds, and then it got, it got so bad. Uh, it broke real bad for Valerie. Uh, who was just trying to do some diamond theft. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, indeed, Nigel uh, did kill Mrs. Nicoletis and Celia. Uh, and then also Patricia, and right? Pat, yeah. And right. had just had Valerie pretend to be pr- Patricia over the phone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we did it. And then... Oh. In the button to the episode, right. we have this very, we have to talk about Jap uh, giving Poirot lunch. Yes. In thanks for hosting him for the week. Yes. And yes, Mrs. Jap is about to return and he has Poirot over for lunch and feeds him peas and uh, spotted dick. And uh, some sausages, I believe. Yes. Now, they're known by another word, which also means firewood, and is a derogatory term, so we're not going to say it on the program. Right. Um, They're meatballs made from minced off cuts and awful, especially pork. Um, And then you can sometimes add bread crumbs, and it's generally... Um, served with, uh, what is it, mushy peas, which he also gives. Mushy yeah, peas. Mushy yeah, mushy peas, yes. Yep. Now, this clip from this uh, this particular episode is a viral sensation among uh, certain kinds of fans of the show. I understand the humor of it, um, but, mm, yeah. It doesn't really work. Not uh, anymore. I'm sure it was very funny at the time. Between that and the spotted dick, everyone was like... <laughs> right. Yeah. But. Yeah. No, it uh, it does not read great. No, not in right 2020. Now. No. Um, but I will say the emotional core of this scene is very funny. Because Poirot says he has an allergy. Yes. To them. And so yeah. uh, he goes, can I just get some cheese... And he gives him some mousetrap cheese, which is a very plain and simple cheese, from yeah. my understanding. That's... I also, I'm, I, from what yes. I understand, also in the UK, um, that term is used for cigarettes also. Yes. Um, and I do not know if it has the same 
weight of offense as it does in the states i don't i'm not sure about that i i don't think it does i don't think it does but um tyler you're british <clears throat> can you weigh in on no, this no no it does not hold the same okay weight mm-hmm. i mean it's still like not cool but like it's less of a problem as i understand it that yeah. makes sense okay um but yeah, once again, I think the emotional core of the joke is very funny. It's just like, I think there's yeah. a almost a lost in translation thing here. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that's the episode. We did, it. we did it. We did it. We did. What did you think of Hickory Dickory Doc? So uh, I got a little bit of a feel for what you all might have thought but i will go first Mm -hmm. um i thought it was i thought it was really great Uh, i really liked this one uh i thought it was fascinating the cast of characters uh really interesting intricate story but like i had a relatively easy time following it as well um and i thought some of the direction was very interesting uh, I thought it was well constructed, well acted. Um, yeah, I liked it. I think I'd give it like an eight and a half, nine, if we're doing it out of ten. Yes, because it's feature length. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, what you're referencing is has nothing to do with this particular episode. I enjoyed it very much. I particularly enjoyed all the Jap stuff. The humor of it was very great. Um, I thought all the the acting was solid. Um, it was easy to follow, even though it was a complex story. I think they did a very good job adapting it from, I believe, a novel. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Which is always very tricky, specifically for an hour and a half, getting a whole novel in an hour and a half. Um, I think, once again, the core of, it's just all the Jap stuff was great. Now, my issue was a personal one. Mm. I had this problem where... We talked about this with Knives Out too. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to be Christopher Plummer's character so badly that I was oh. looking for clues to prove my theory correctly. Ah. The same thing happened here. I wanted okay. it to be Florence Hubbard so badly. And oh. I thought I was right when they found that orange, when that ginger hair, because she's a ginger too. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, oh, am I right? And it just isn't. And that's fine. So I felt like a kind of a schmuck when it was revealed because he points out all the obvious things that I had picked up on mm-hmm. subconsciously, but I didn't like think about them because I wanted it to be something else. So that's on me. And I need to change my point of view moving forward. I got to just not pretend, like I got to just not think about who I want I, as a writer, who I'd wanted it to be. Okay. But for a while, I really thought it was Florence because they did that Scooby-Doo thing of they introduced her in the beginning and then she's not in the episode. And so I thought it was a true Scooby-Doo formula there. Mm, I see. But uh, as far as everything else goes, I'd say I'd give it an eight. It's a very fun thing. I might give it an eight and a half because of the Jap stuff. You know me. I love, I have fought, I've been incredibly taken with Chief Inspector Jap, which is something I was not expecting. Yeah. Fair enough. I wasn't either. All right. Um, so I was 
going to give this episode a seven originally. Mm. But um, thinking back on it, I will actually give it an eight. Damien Lewis gets a full point. Yeah, that's fair. And yeah, I pretty much agree with everything that's been said. No need to rehash. Okay. It was fun. And I'm glad that we got uh, a lot more Miss Lemon than we have in a while. Yeah. Yes. That was when I saw true. When I saw her name come up in the, uh, you know, the credits at the beginning, I got really mm-hmm. excited. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're going to have a feature length with Miss Lemon. Yeah. Yes. Because we ha- have we had that before? Not really. I don't think she's been in the feature length before. She was also in this one a lot. Yeah. She was very prominent and she helps Poirot with the case a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I like Miss Lemon because she's a better Hastings because she's like on it more. Capable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, regarding like the balance of a, of a, a dynamic with someone helping Poirot with the case. Not necessarily because Hastings has his own charm, obviously. Right. Um, Good lord. Yeah. Him being a bit of a dunderhead is very fun. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Where she's like, yes, that I knew that that wasn't Keats also. And then she points out the stitching because she knows that's going to be important later and like stuff like that. And I agree. Yeah. It's really nice having uh, her in this episode. So next week, we're trucking right along to season six, episode three. Hey! It's Murder on the Links. Oh! Hmm. Yes. So this is adapted from a novel that Tristan and I read and reviewed in, like, I think episode, I don't know, very like, early on. It's, it's like, like one the of second the second book, right? Yeah. So 2017. Yeah. Yeah, I think I heard that episode. Yeah, because before you were on, you were a loyal listener, which was uh, yeah. very appreciated. Yeah. Uh, So while Poirot and Hastings are holidaying in France, a businessman tells Poirot that his life is in danger. The next day, he is found stabbed to death on a nearby golf course. Yeah, I remember this one. Mm -hmm. Talk about a good walk spoiled. (laughs) Right? Go for a walk and then you get murdered. Talk about a walk to remember. Mandy Moore. <laughs> so now we're just exactly. around. Now we're just like <laughs> we're just remembering things. Talk about a walk the line. Mm. Talk about walk hard. Talk about walk, walking on the sun. <laughs> Talk about a march of penguins. <laughs> and with that. <laughs> I now call this meeting of the Amateur Detective Club to a close. Gavel sound. (laughs) Spotted dickery. Oh, okay. Two hours. (laughs) 